I'm Mary Stack. I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, born and raised Brindle Bayton, who owns the local yarn store, Knitwit Haven. She just wants to spread the love of knitting and solve crime with her friends. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, our blue-haired cool grandma. She's a music lover, a former groupie, and she is the town menace. I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger, a retired costume designer with as much sass as she has exes. You can recognize her from a mile away by her sequined blazers, big cat eye glasses, and very projecting voice. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. This is the first time that we are playing through a published scenario. The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soulless was written by David Morrison, that's at Chap of Steel on Twitter, and there are two links in the show notes for you to find some of his writing. I'm excited for this one, okay? Let's go. Yesterday, you got everything dropped off at the theater. And there are a lot of open questions about exactly what is going on with moose murders. But that was yesterday. And those are questions for another time. Because right now, it is about 10.30. And the three of you are in Ringo, headed north. And you're on your way to a brand new bed and breakfast that opened up just a couple weeks ago. But you're already starting to hear some buzz around town about how their tea house is actually quite good. And what is it, Bertie, that made you get your friends and put them in the car today? Well, we were going to do it anyway because apparently they have raspberry scones. But uh, I do have an old friend in town. Um, She happens to be staying at the Snowdrop. Partner in crime? Hmm. I don't know. I don't really do friends. I'm saying this as we're like driving on our way at their faces. <laughs> yeah, we know. I mean, of course not you all. You you guys are, you're different. It's, di- we're, it's, we have a thing. It's different. If you wanted, I could call you. F- f- <clears throat> Give me one second. Oh, yeah, yeah take all the time you need. Yeah. <laughs> Faithful companions. Okay. It might take a minute. This road north is bringing you to the rural part of the island. And even though Brindlewood Bay has become a pretty well-known tourist destination and your town is pretty artistic and thriving down there on the south side, up here on the north there are still farms, good stretches of woods. You remember Caliban sort of lives tucked away, not really in the direction where you are, but he's sort of in this area, kind of in the rural part. And as you make your way and start getting closer and closer, Georgie, as a lifelong resident, it now occurs to you that, oh, this bed and breakfast is where the old Stockton farm used to be. Those folks had three kids that went through school. As the three of you make your way up the road and slow down for the very big, very uh, fancy snowdrop house bed and breakfast sign, 
here by the white fence out by the road. You turn onto the long driveway and you can see an old farmhouse that looks like it's been very meticulously renovated. It looks super fancy now. There are a couple of cars here in the driveway, maybe three, no, maybe two, plus a a farm-looking pickup truck. And it feels like you might be pretty close to the top of the island. You did see some stretches of the river as you were you were getting up here. So hey, maybe even the back of this farm hits the river. That would be interesting. So you make your way down the driveway, find a nice spot to park. It is a lovely day. A few clouds, but you want clouds every once in a while because sun can be a little strong at times. And here you are. It's a little less quaint than I was expecting. Oh, I think it's precious. They better have good scones. That's all I'm saying. I'm excited to uh, sample the atmosphere. I can't wait to see the inside of this place because I remember what the old farmhouse used to look like. Oh, yeah. Is, is it like newly renovated? I, I, I'd never seen it before. Oh, yeah. They have done quite a job just on the outside alone. Oh, wow. That's exciting. You'll have to tell me all the details. Okay, I'm bored. I'm going in. Okay, yeah, we're going. So as the three of you make your way up the very nicely manicured lawn, stone pathway to the large wraparound porch, you can see a series of rocking chairs out here. And Bertie, you recognize your friend Latita sitting out on the porch, wearing sunglasses, fit. She's tall. She's got short, short black hair. And she's just watching you with a big smile on her face as you make your way in her direction. Oh my god, you crazy bitch, how are you? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. It's so good to see you. And she holds her arms wide. And as you get to the porch, she forces a hug upon you. Ugh. I complain about it the whole time, but I can, she can tell that I'm, like, actually melting into it a little bit. She starts to rub the back of your head because she knows that you hate that. Oh, my hair! Come on! I'm so happy that you're here. I'm really glad that we're going to be able to have a nice tea together. I think this is a first. Have we ever had tea? I... not without anything else in it. I don't think we've had it just by itself. Oh, shh, shh. Oh, who's going to get us? The cops? Whatever. No, but you brought friends. Strong word. But, no, um, I, I just, uh, I stowed away in her car. Stowaways. That's what they are. I have no idea who this bitch is. And she laughs. She's like, ah, so you're the smart one, I see. Okay. I'm oh, you a flatterer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and she introduces herself to both of you. Latita Dawes. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. I'm Renette Bollinger, the smart one. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm sure we're all going to be wonderful friends. All of us. There's that word again. Renette and Georgie, can you both roll reason? Oh, yes, I can. Um, That's a nine from Renette. Also a nine. As Latita introduced herself... You both sort of had this little feeling like, oh, should I know that name? But you can't place it. But she has a big smile on her face and says, should we go on inside? I I know that tea service has started and they're holding our table, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. We we don't want to make the service workers wait. Let's go right on along. I mean, I, for one, am fine with being fashionably late, but I suppose since we're already here. 
you open up the front door and go right on into the entryway. And immediately you smell this amazing scent of freshly baked treats. It just fills the air. And just standing here in the entryway, whatever the remodeling is, is pretty significant. The decor is kind of a cross between old school British tea room, though something seems to be a little bit off, like the the choices in molding and wainscoting seem to have been kind of eclectic. What's the, is there like a, a strange color in this decor that's maybe out of place? Yeah, um, that bright teal is not exactly uh, historically accurate if we're going for a classy old uh, British tea house. That dye was not really uh, widely available at the time. Uh, if, you know, if we're going for the period that I think we're going for, you know, but it, it's, uh, it's a bit kitschy, but you know, it's cute. It's cute. Latita sort of guides you. It looks like if you go straight down this hallway, you'd go right back into the kitchen. You can see the the staircase here going up because that's where stairs go. But you turn to the right and it opens up into a big archway, which leads you right into the tea room. It looks like there are already a handful of folks in here. Nah, you know, maybe three tables have people at them. Right away, there is someone standing there. Uh, waiting to seat you. I, probably your first sight here, the thing that catches your attention is this very odd kimono that this person is wearing with teal highlights. They sort of turn, straighten the kimono, uh, looks right at Latita and says, oh, oh, your friends have arrived. We've got your table right this way, Miss Dawes. My name is Phoenix Cole. I'm one of the owners here. I'm very happy to have you all join us. We've only been open for a few weeks. I am told that you all live here on Brindlewood Bay. Yeah, not quite this far north, uh, you know, more toward the the city population area. But yeah, we're locals for all intents and purposes. I love it. And I'm so happy to have you with us. We we are still trying to get the word out, but we're very happy with the service that we're able to provide all of you. And I hope that this is a wonderful afternoon. And then they sort of look around and catch the attention of the server, the serving boy. And Phoenix kind of snaps and says, Percy, Percy, the serving boy looks up. Um, George, you might recognize him as well as someone who went through your school some time ago. He looks like he's in his mid-twenties now, but Percy Underwood was a fine student. Kind of surprising to see that he's still on the island, because he, even though you haven't seen him in a long time, he seemed like the kind of person that had big dreams and really wanted to get away. But here he is with his black vest, teal tie, and red sleeves. It looks like this might have been chosen for him. Percy comes right over and it's like, oh, of course, right, right this way, right this way. Leads you to your table and gives you each menus. Says, I'll give you just a moment to look these over and then I'll be back. Thank you very much. You know, we've heard great things about this place, so we're excited to try it out. The tea is absolutely the best, not just in Brindlewood Bay, but in all of New York State. This is our guarantee. We have all kinds of teas, anything that you could possibly want 
everything is of the highest quality. The owners, the Coles have been, have been meticulous in making sure that everything is of the absolute highest quality. And as you can see on your menu, there's also a very detailed uh, selection of baked goods. Uh, I particularly like the fresh strawberry shortcake. I think that's wonderful. There's also this strawberry whip and there's a plum pie. They're, they're all perfect. If you need any advice, I will be happy to, to help, but you can't go wrong with anything on the menu. Do you have raspberry scones? Ras, um, we have, we have strawberry scones. We have plum scones. Think carefully before you answer. We have, we have plum scones. We have pear scones. We have apple scones. We have plain scones. We have brown sugar scones. But no raspberry. Uh, I, I, man, I am so sorry about her. See, I, w- I was I was promised a raspberry scone when I came in here, but I mean, I suppose I'll deal with one of the other ones instead. Well, well maybe they have raspberry jam and you could put no, it. No, it's not the same. What are you talking about? I'm trying to help. I, I mean, yes, but also it is fully not the same. But also you can you can have a different kind of scone. They're all going to be good. Oh, can I? Can I? Fine. Latita has her hand over her mouth, barely controlling her shoulders. Percy says, I, I will go check. I will go, I will go to the to the the kitchen right now and confirm all of the varieties of scones that we have. And then I'll I'll be right back, ma'am. I'll be right back. Yeah, and I'll have okay, some it's questions. It's not your about fault the if team. they're incompetent. Don't worry. You can tell them I said that. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And he um quickly moves out of the room towards the kitchen. That was kind of fun. <laughs> and Latita says, You have not changed a bit, have you? Oh, God, no. My whole life is so much brighter because of Birdie's version of fun. Oh, my God, Dish. Tell well, us. Well, you know, I could say we the same for you. Stories. Half of those scenarios were not my idea, just so you know. Not your idea. Oh, you're, you're talking about Atlanta, aren't you? Okay, well, <laughs> Atlanta was not my idea. Atlanta was absolutely her idea. It was not my idea. It was absolutely her idea. I fully believe it was her idea. Do you want to tell them? No, no, please. How, how, have, how have you not told them? Because well, what it's you, not... What are you keeping from us? It wasn't Your my friend. issue. I'll just jump right to the ending. And after three days when we got out of jail... <laughs> it was only three days... In jail, not surprised, but you go you on. make it sound like it's this big ordeal. I mean, come on, three days was honestly like the minimum, and somehow we got three days. All you had to do was tell them your name. Why would I cooperate? Why? Because it was three days in jail. Well, they weren't cooperating with me. They wouldn't tell me their names. It's a back and forth, you know, a conversation. Percy returns. Mrs. Cole is going to make you raspberry scones. She had fresh raspberries, and she said that she will make you scones. That's weirdly nice of her. I'm very suspicious now. Again, I, everything here, everything on the menu is is of a high quality, and the coals are are. It is a high priority for them to make sure that everyone is happy and that everyone can have whatever they like. So, if there are any little adjustments that you would like to any of the, now I personally would say some of these adjustments are not necessary because we have a fantastic selection 
of uh, of fruit based baked goods. But if there is any any special requests, we can absolutely do that for you. I think it's lovely that uh, she was so willing to be so accommodating for us. So I do now feel like we have to order all eight (laughs) of the scones that are likely to come from this batch. I mean, I I guess, yeah, we'll take the whole batch. (laughs) But also, yeah, I'd like to try that that strawberry shortcake that you mentioned. Okay. I mean, why not order a bunch of baked treats? We can always take them with us. Yeah, they'll probably keep. You're right. I can take one to Rowan. You are evil. <laughs> you are positively evil. Thank you so much for your help. I know that I am just awful. Percy, Percival, Believe can I call you Percival? You have been so nice and accommodating. I really do appreciate it. I know I'm a bit of a bitch, so really, your patience just knows no bounds. You're well, going to get a very big tip. Don't you worry. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And maybe that's why I want to give you a little extra help, because I just there's something about you that I relate to. Oh, wait, you're, you're not going to elaborate on that, are you? Well, I'm you know, we have to be professional while at work. No, have screw you... professional. Wait, whisper to me. Oh, well, I whisper in my ear. Come on. I, I, have, I have also been called a bitch from time to time. So I, oh, I understand. I Takes one to know one, right? And he winks. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it here. Okay, I kind of like him too. Okay. Uh and he has his uh his pad out and says, "Have have you all had a chance to look over the menu? Is there anything what can I get for you?" Yeah, I noticed the the Darjeeling. It didn't say um what what flush we're talking. Are we talking picked early spring, late spring, autumn? Uh what kind of uh flavor profile are we looking at for that? Let's see, and he looks over your shoulder at the menu and he says oh this one yes that one um i've not had that one i'm told it's and he sort of like flips through his pad looks for his notes it is nutty sounds like third or fourth flush um i'll go with the lap same suchong i like tea that smells or that that tastes like ash wonderful choice mm-hmm. it really and does i have no idea you're such a connoisseur of teas renette well you know, when you work in uh, when you work in a lot of period dramas and stuff, you do costuming. You pick up a few things. Plus, uh, my uh, third, fourth husband, ugh, who can who can even remember the one who is dead to me? You know, you pick up a lot of things when you're with a fancy person. Well, I want the nutty one. I just bet you do, and he writes that down. Well, have we decided we are getting the raspberry scones in addition to an assortment of other fruity baked treats? Yeah, just hit us with a, a sampler. Absolutely. Now there are we have four different varieties of sampler. There's the one for um, parties of two, which that's too small for you. There's a party of four, but there's also a party of eight. If you wanted to take any home, or if you're feeling particularly hungry right now, well, I think we're gonna have to go with party of eight um, yeah, because I mean, yeah, I will have to take some home to. Um, Dear sweet Rowan over at coffee. Oh, oh, do you go there? Not mm. anymore. <laughs> mm. I I used to go there. You've met Rowan? I have. I used to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very excited for her to see what an actual raspberry scone looks like. So Wonderful. the reason I asked <laughs> about our variety of baked sweets. Mm, yes. Um, Renette, what tea do you think would be the best? I mean, you know me and my typical tastes. What do you think would be the best pairing for these this assortment of scones? How are you feeling? You want something like 
I don't know. I'm, I feel like you'd be a white tea kind of girl. Like something nice and dainty. Okay. Okay. Look at the white tea section. I was like, yeah, this is a good, like, pretty simple white tea. Not too many other overpowering power and flavors mixed in there. I think it'll be it'll go well with a variety of uh, of scones. Perfect. I will have that. Thank you so much for the suggestion, my friend. Oh, please. I uh, I pick up a lot of information in in my line of work. Happy to dole it out as I can. I love it. And Percy finishes taking your order. Goes off to the kitchen. Uh, you sort of like watch him go for a moment and your eyes sort of dart about the room at the other folks seated around. There's um, a young woman, maybe in her thirties. Uh, she's got some black framed glasses, maybe a little like a, a little Tina Fey haircut. She's over on the side. She's got her, her laptop out. She's typing away, sipping at her tea. And then you notice someone that you've met before uh, that you haven't seen for some time. In fact, maybe you've only met him once. That incident back at the bookstore, there was a a tourist there from Canada. Uh, What's his name? Edward? And it looks like he is seated at a table as well. His back is mostly to you. He looks like he hasn't recognized you. But maybe the thing that sort of that got you to notice him is that he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs denim shirt with the logo of the hockey team on the back. He's wearing his starched, very tight jeans, sort of faced away. But, oh, he's here. Hey, Ghost, remember that guy from the murder? You know, the, that one Which murder? Which one? Wait, oh, have to be more specific. You're right, there's multiples. Um, you know, the, the first one, the bookstore one. Uh, Nick, when, when Nick was murdered, that guy was locked in the, in the bookstore with us when we had, you know, we locked down to figure out who did it, who done it. I remember I talked to his daughter, What's her name? Emily? Emelina? One or the other, probably. Or both. Who knows? Could be both. Yeah, cute kid. But yeah, that guy from that murder. That's so weird. Because isn't he like from somewhere else? Yeah. He he yeah. He, did, he was not he was, local. He was here for like so a, a, a day trip. I guess and he liked it enough that the murder didn't bother him and he came back? Well, Brittlewood Bay will do that to you, I guess. I guess, but I mean, he is, he is on the other side of the island, so maybe he's keep, he is keeping his distance. <laughs> and the last person seated at one of these tables is a, a very old lady in a flowy white lace day dress. She's got very wispy, bright white hair. And the way that she is seated, the light is coming in from the window behind her and makes her glow almost ghost-like in a strange way. But she's maybe 20 years, maybe 30 years older than the three of you. She is very much enjoying her tea as well. Also, not quite registering things going on around her, as far as you could tell. If you're just sort of like quietly looking around. And then Phoenix is still by the door, going through some books in and out of the room, maybe looking out to the driveway to see if any anyone else is coming for tea, and then looking a bit dejected when they come back in and you have this time with Latita and it seems like she's happy just to talk about the three of you. Hello and welcome to a quick little break <laughs> that is here to remind you that Roll to Metal is a drive through RPG affiliate. That means that if you have not picked up your own copy of Rindlewood Bay to play with your mavens around your table or on your Zoom link, Uh, This is the way that you should do it. You should go to the show notes 
and click on the link. You get the game, and you really help us out. Uh, the other way to do it is to go over to actualstorypodcasting.com and go to the Get the Games page, and that has links to drive through RPG for all of the games that we have played on Actual Story Podcasting across the different podcasts that we do. We don't really have a Patreon, and we don't really do ads, and we're not planning to do either of them anytime soon, but buying your games through our drive through RPG link uh, would go a long way to sort of helping out this show and helping out the other shows that we do here. The other thing that would be uh, fantastic would be if you would just tell a friend. Uh, you could share a link on your social media. You could do a five-star review and write up a little thing in your favorite social media forum of choice. That's, uh, that's a big deal. That helps us out a lot. What we have found, uh, here's a little behind-the-scenes stuff, what we have found is that when someone new finds the show, they seem to be binging it. Uh, a new, unique listener will go back and download a lot of the shows right away the first week. I think that's very cool. And we are, we're all of us very happy that we're making something that people seem to like. Uh, so just telling a friend means that, hey, maybe more people will like it. More people can, can join us here on Brindlewood Bay. And that said, Actual Story Podcasting does have uh, a handful of actual play shows out there. Mary, who plays Georgie on this show, was a cast member on the Lumber Ghost Mysteries, which is a full campaign for the game Kids on Bikes where she plays a 1984 kid uh, drummer. You should check her out there. And then Holland and Willow have shown up a bunch of times on the one-shot show RPG Anthology, uh, playing lots of ridiculous characters. And they are both on the other podcast, Ensorcelled, which is a low-key, hate-free, HP Harry Potter D&D podcast. I have nothing to do with that one, but you should still listen to them over there if you enjoy their antics here. So again, we want to thank David Morrison, that's Chap of Steel over on Twitter, for writing this scenario. You can follow the links in the show notes to get a copy of this scenario for yourself and see the changes that we have made, um, or you can see some of the other work that he has put out there. Thank you, David. We really appreciate it. So now we're going to get back to the show. And things are about to take a turn. And it seems like she's happy just to talk about the three of you. And you get the sense that after a few minutes of conversation, maybe she would just keep talking about yourselves without revealing much about her. You're doing the thing again. What thing? You haven't said a word about what you've been up to. Oh, my life Just is letting boring. letting us go on and on. Shush. What the three of you have to say, I find fascinating. Oh, I know no. you I mean, do. I love talking about myself. Fully guilty of that. But I would like to know about you. I don't know anything about you. Except that uh, you got arrested in Atlanta with, with this one over here. Yes, and only Atlanta. Oh, only Atlanta. Okay. Well, there was... Hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, there was that one time in D.C. that it was close. It was close. Well, that was, yes. I, I, and again, thank you for that. Oh, but, that one was so not on me. You you can, I'll, you know what? I'll take Atlanta, but D.C. was on you. And a few minutes go by and you realize that she hasn't actually said anything about herself. 
but instead has like gotten you all involved in blaming Bertie for another near arrest. You did it again. You you sly. So this one over here, because apparently she can't be bothered to talk about herself. She was an investigative reporter for, I don't know, a couple years. Oh. Uh, and so she does this thing all the time. She's so good at turning conversations around. And of course, I'm always willing to talk about myself. So this is what always happens. You have to call her on it. I just find other people much more interesting. Really, my life has been boring. But what have you been doing? Have you been traveling? Investigative reporter. My goodness. Yeah, tell me about that. Oh, that was that was just a previous life. I don't do that anymore. It's just a travel travel writing now. I have a, a few magazines that pay me to go write about uh, locations like this. Places like Brindlewood Bay. Fascinating. Oh, that's lovely. So that's what brought you here to visit? Yes. That is why I'm here. Just to, uh, and of course... To see my old friend. It was There's a, that word again. It was a great excuse to come see her accepting an assignment out here. Well, what kind of any, any magazines I might have heard of? Really, it's not it's not that big a deal. It's just uh I'm Well, sure, you did uh, get a few in the Rolling Stone. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was oh, long. That's that was really exciting. That was that was a long time ago. It's still a big deal. Come on. Shh, okay, if you say so. That is pretty cool. The conversation does kind of go on for a little bit. She doesn't, she will admit to some of the things that Birdie brings up, but she doesn't really go out of her way to talk about herself and tries to change the subject whenever she can. You're near the end of your tea. There's a moment when it looks like she starts coughing and choking on something and she doesn't stop coughing. My God, do, can we do anything? What would you like to do? Can I try to... Heimlich? Absolutely. This is the day move. What is the worst thing that can happen? I break her ribs and she's still uh, and she's still choking. Yeah. Uh, run at you. Get to her first. Go right ahead and roll. That's a that's a six. Birdie, you are in front of them as Renette gets behind her and. Looks like she knows how to put the Heimlich maneuver on, but it did not go well. After the second contraction, maybe Renette doesn't know her own strength. You do hear a little crack coming from Latita. Her face is very red, and her eyes start to glaze over. In your arms, Renette, she gets much heavier, as though she can't support herself. Um, Someone okay. else. Yeah. Is there any yeah, birdie? Anything I can do. It doesn't. Does it look like she's like choking or asphyxiating? Is there any specific? How would you know? Well, the difference between something like looking like it's lodged in her throat, if it was like a big piece of something, or something else that's like blocking her airways versus her just being unable to breathe. How about this? Uh, we're gonna get a little serious. Let me just say that since. Um, since Birdie's been around the block, this is probably not the first time she's seen someone have difficulty breathing because she's seen and done a lot of stuff. That's all we got to say about that. Uh, she was very active in the 70s and 80s. It looked like she was choking. Okay. It no longer looks like she's choking. I think when Renette, by the way, got up to do the Heimlich, Georgie called the emergency services. You are on your phone, Georgie, when Phoenix rushes up and they are trying to help. 
but it looks like Ronette's physically in control of this. So Phoenix sort of controlling like a mild panic looks at you and says, you're calling the police. You're calling, uh, call the EMTs, call the EMTs, call medical professionals. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Okay. Phoenix turns to Percy and says, uh, the medical kit, the medical kit in the kitchen, go grab it quick. And Percy runs out and it looks like everyone else in this room has sort of stood up except for the very old lady who has just sort of begun to notice what is happening around her. Renette, Latita has sort of gone limp. And ah. So you're now just hold, you are the only thing holding her off of the floor. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I support her and I try to maneuver so that Birdie can do whatever it is that she needs to do. Yeah, Birdie, Renette lowers okay. Latita gently to the floor. I, uh, I think I'm definitely going to be doing a mix of CPR and also continuing the Heimlich because technically with the Heimlich, if you're breaking ribs, you're doing it correctly. That means you are pushing hard enough for it to work. Better broken ribs and a person that's alive. So day move, can I use vitality and just with like my pure strength and and will? What is the worst thing that can happen? That I fail and she dies. Roll the day move. <laughs> okay. With vitality though. Yes, vitality works. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's a that's a ten. Georgie, you are on the phone with the EMTs and they get the address and you are watching as Birdie performs CPR and you're hearing just the operator from the EMTs. Can you tell me what's happening? Can you tell me what you see? Yes, our, our friend was just choking and she couldn't breathe and now um, my other friend is performing CPR. Uh, it, it seems like it's helping Good, good. Okay. It sounds like you're doing everything you can. Uh, emergency services are on the way. Do you know how long it will take to get to get here? You're at the north end of the island. It looks like it should be about eight to ten minutes. Eight to ten minutes because there is a there is a service not as not that far down the road. Okay. Is there anything else we can do in the meantime? The operator on the phone gives you instructions, and it looks like Birdie is doing, is already doing everything that is being described. The posture is correct. The positioning of the neck is correct. Birdie's technique seems even better than what is being described to you. I'm just really worried right now. Can you stay on the phone with me? Absolutely. I'm right here. Just, uh, it's, it sounds like everything is happening. The emergency services is on the way. You can, if you describe what you're seeing, maybe I can help a little bit this man on the phone is actually very calming and is giving great advice, but it, it, with Birdie's role, it looks like she knows exactly what to do. I stay on the phone because I'm so super panicked. Yeah, Renette is, Renette is just in a frenzy right now. She's yeah. like, oh no, I tried to help and I ruined it. Uh, I'm fully useless right now. So I'm kind of just pacing around like, oh my God. Does anybody have an EpiPen? I don't know if that's what this is. Um, come here, come here, uh, come may, here. Maybe, Let's maybe feed her some of the stand on the phone with the, the, Yeah, maybe give us some of the the, the lapsing souchong. I know like charcoal is supposed to help, like if you've ingested poison or something, it'll like absorb it. But maybe we would have to have actual charcoal, not stuff that just tastes like it. Um, Phoenix rushes out and comes back with Percy and says, "Yes, we have charcoal. We have charcoal." 
and uh, you can see, like, in this panic, uh, Edward is standing up and seems very surprised, frozen, and not acting at all. The woman with the glasses has her phone out and is videoing this. And the older lady is just sort of staring emotionlessly at the scene. Phoenix comes back and they've opened up the medical kit and uh, has taken out these charcoal capsules and seems suddenly frozen as though, how do we make her eat this? Yeah, I don't know if that's what that, that we might. I'm glad we have those available, but I don't know if that's what we need at right this moment because we're not sure if there's something trapped in there or if, or we don't, yeah. Uh, Birdie, any uh, any update on what, what do you think is going on? Never mind, you're doing mouth to mouth. Keep doing that. Um, you know, she's been, she coughed and she is choking. So perhaps we have some nice warm tea or water and lemon or something to help her after once she's breathing normally again. And I'm sure she's probably going to be in a panic. So anything to help? Yes, yes, of course. And uh, And Phoenix rushes back out of the room. Edward turns to his table and lifts up his teacup. I have I have tea. Do you need tea? I think we're we're good. Oh, You're okay. so thoughtful, though. They're very kind, sir. Yes, we're oh, working oh. on it. He turns and sets his teacup back down. Birdie, you are certain that you have done everything correct. She is not breathing. Okay. Um, is there? Oh God. Uh, okay, so I've done everything. Nothing has dislodged and come out from her throat. Okay, if it's not something trapped in there, I don't know. Maybe it was... I mean, crazier things have happened. It's probably poison. Bring the charcoal over here. Okay, bring in, bring in the charcoal over. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, like, is it, like, a powder in a capsule so I can just, like, and, like, crack it open into her mouth and try to, like, wash it down with some with some tea? Georgie, the operator on the phone says, am I hearing that you want to pour things into her mouth? Don't let anyone put things into her mouth if she's choking. Ladies, let's hold off on adding anything to the situation. Um, sir, she there is... is my, nothing I, in her mouth. She's I, not... Yeah. My friend has... She did CPR. She did everything correctly, but our friend is still not breathing. It doesn't seem that there's anything in her throat. We don't know what's happening. She's asphyxiating through a different thing i i've put him on speaker it's not a blockage from a foreign food object this i think she's like swelling up we need something to stop that i put her my hands gently on her throat does it feel like it's swollen or more so than usual roll the meddling move i love to meddle i'll take composure that's fair that is a seven Um, gently as I can, uh, I'm just checking, like, where I know lymph nodes are, um, checking the sides. Um, I'm not pressing down too hard. I'm just, I want to see if any parts of her neck feel swollen, inflamed, anything like that. So as you are checking out her neck, it does immediately feel like it's tighter than usual, that there is warmth coming from it. Um, more so than you would expect. I relate that to um, to Georgie and the person on the phone. And the operator says, 
okay, that's good to know. Uh, emergency services should be there any moment now. Continue CPR. Just because continue CPR. That is that is what you should do in this situation. Okay, but I'm I'm standing at the ready with the chuckle capsule ready to be cracked open. That sounds great. Just and stand by, wait for emergency stand services. By. Okay, okay. Even though I've put it on speaker, I'm still holding it. I'm like actively narrating <laughs> everything that's happening. You continue, you stand by, you narrate, and everyone else in this building just seems silent until you hear Phoenix say, Okay, the ambulance is here. The ambulance is here. Okay. Percy says, Oh, great, it's him. Just sort of mumbles. Phoenix rushes out. Uh, Birdie, you probably can't see because you're you're you have a focus, but Ronette and Georgie, you can see that there is a, a the Brindlewood Bay ambulance has pulled up out front, and there's a, a man that sort of has jumped out. It looks like his EMT uniform, even at this distance, you can tell it's probably two sizes too small for him, and he sort of rushes right in. Uh, you get the feeling that Percy sort of stepped to the side so that he wouldn't be seen. The CMT says, okay, ma'am, uh, I can take over. I can take over and begins to perform his own CPR, which maybe doesn't look quite as good as what Birdie was doing, but it's still very proficient. Okay, be careful with her. Yes, ma'am. Um, and she's got, she's, she, her neck, I think it's in, inflamed or, or something. So it doesn't seem like there's anything dislodged or lodged in her neck. I couldn't dislodge anything. And he checks and he checks. I'm standing by with the charcoal capsule. Sits back up on his knees and says, I'm sorry, I, I think, um, uh, she has, she stopped breathing. And he sort of looks up and Phoenix comes over and says, okay, uh, maybe I can ask everyone to come out onto the porch. And the EMT sort of nods. What do you mean? Just keep, sh just keep going. Just fix it. Just out on the porch, please. Uh, if, if everyone could come out to the porch and phoenix leans over to percy and says can you can you get miss help mrs carfax just help her up and get her outside percy nods and goes over to the old lady helps her up no no she's she's going to be fine she was supposed to be fine when you and phoenix says i think we should just let him do his job if ever if we could all go to the porch that would be right this way right this way the the tina fey girl and edward follow instructions and go out I'm not going to leave her. I... I don't know what to do. I... She was... Oh my goodness, Birdie. No, she's going to... She's going to be fine. You just... You just need to keep... Don't... Don't stop doing CPR. She'll. And he looks up and says. I'm sorry. Can you just do your job? Just. Just fix it. A few minutes later. Everyone has found a place on the big wraparound porch. There are quite a few rocking chairs, more than enough for everyone. Few cushioned seats around umbrellaed tables. 
And as the three of you sit in silence, Bertie, it's taken up until this moment to sort of realize that when you were giving her CPR, there was a hint of licorice on her lips. And she did not drink or eat anything that would have that flavor. She was poisoned because do you remember in you know in one of the one of the series when Amanda Delacourt was and there was licorice and it, she had to have been poisoned I mean we did we did everything right did everything right I I definitely didn't I think everyone did everything right in the circumstance. Except whoever poisoned her. And I think that means everyone who was here today is a suspect. If you tasted licorice, like that would have had to have been a fairly recent thing that she, somebody would have put in a food or drink item. Who was in the kitchen? Who was in the tea room? No one should leave this porch. We should lock up, lock off the exits from the kitchen. I think, ladies, we have to do right by our friend. Looks like we're at it again. Oh, guys, I started for real crying. A person that we just, like, died in front of us. I, oh, I loved her. I, I was like, was you're not here bitch. to write a travel piece. You're got, you got a tip about something else. Yeah, she's a badass bitch. I didn't think you were going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, so she's cool. Yeah. I've already started crafting all the things that we did when we were young and hot. Why would you do this? <laughs> no, you can still use all of that from now on. You can be like, this reminds me of this one time. Yeah, now I have a... Whose fault was it that time? Yeah. <laughs> Why were you arrested that time? Oh, God. It's fun little interlude, guys. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to pop this in here in between. Yeah. Our- yeah, let's all watch a friend die. Yeah. <laughs> boop-a-doop-a-doop. <laughs>